At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of prime time action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Wes Reynolds in for Matt Brown tonight. Matt had a thing. Kelly Bidlin as well. Kelly, shall we update everything? What's going on? Yeah, starting the NBA, we've got the Hornets on top of the Kings. 65-64, to 64, 145 remaining in the second quarter. Kings still holding on as a live favorite, two-and-a-half point live favorite. 251-and-a-half is your live total in this game. The Mavericks up on the Pacers, 54-53. to 53, Just 10 seconds to go before halftime there. Uh, the Mavericks, one-and-a-half point live favorite, 211-and-a-half the live total. Raptors up on the Knicks, 30-10. to 10. Two minutes left in the first quarter. Knicks off to a slow start. Wow. <laughs> Raptors, 11-and-a-half and 203-and-a-half live total in that game. Nets on top of the the Hawks, I believe, started off on a 10-2 run. It is now 16-2 Nets. Four minutes left in the first quarter. The Hawks still holding on as a live betting favorite, one and a half point favorite, uh, two sixteen and a half your live total. Over on the ice, few games in action. Penguins up on the Capitals, one to nothing. Seventeen minutes remaining in the second period of that game. Penguins minus one eighty live. Capitals plus one fifty four and a half is your live total shaded to the over. Rangers with a one nothing lead over the Sabres. Nineteen minutes remaining in the second period of that game. Rangers minus four hundred live. Sabres plus three hundred four and a half. 
your live total juice to the over. And Predators and Devils scoreless, four minutes remaining in the first period. Devils minus 125, Predators minus 105, four and a half, your live total. And there is one NBA game that's about to get tipped off some injury information here. That's Cleveland, Minnesota. That was on uh, one of Kelly's best bets Thank for you, tonight's Wes. card. And that was uh, D'Angelo Russell not going to go for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He will not be starting tonight. So starting to see a little bit of late money on Cleveland on the injury news. Minus two here at DraftKings. Pretty much two throughout the market. Yeah, and that's uh, – saw it, it looked like Russell was going to be out earlier in the day. Uh, this Cavaliers team, man, they've been probably the – the surprise of the season mm-hmm. so far with how they've been playing and really playing well. And those two bigs uh, down low, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, that combo down low has been playing very well. Uh, expect them to give Cat some problems tonight down uh, down low. So I, I do like Cleveland heading into, heading into Minnesota on the road here tonight. The Knicks are 4 of 17 from the field. Is that good? Is that good? That's not good. And, they, and they were they, a team I was kind of down on anyway to start the year because I think you know how, you know, no disrespect, New York, but you know how the New York media machine will get. They got back in the playoffs. It's like the Knicks are on their way back, baby. The magic is back in the garden. And I just thought that, look, they still have kind of a mishmash of players. Tom Thibodeau is not the easiest coach to play for, by the way. Uh, you better bring it defensively or you're not going to get a lot of PT, but they're not bringing it offensively. 30-12, to 12, minute 14 left to go in the first quarter. Yeah, four of 18 now from the field. Thibodeau looks angry already. Of course, uh, when Sat- does he ever look happy? Yeah, though? never. Sat Kemba Walker, not even in the rotation anymore. Um, so to your point, you're not, you're not producing – you're not playing. Andy McNeil is texting with some hockey picks. You ready for this? A pick. Fire. A prop from the propagator. He said, uh, for what it's worth tonight, he goes, this Pacioretty prop that he keeps uh, playing just does nothing but win. He said, Flyers allow the most shots against on a per 60-minute basis. Uh, Max Pacioretty has, is averaging 5.3 shots per game since returning from injury, has had four shots or more in seven out of his eight games this season. The one game he didn't get four shots, he had three. He should feast on the Flyers tonight. The propagator has the uh, Pacioretty prop at closer to minus 175. You can find over three and a half shots at minus 130-ish at DraftKings. Not sure what the price is right now. This was a little about 10 minutes ago. If you want to give, he says, if you want to give that on air, Please do. And by the I way, just did. that over is getting some support to Andy's point here. Six minus the dollar twenty at DraftKings. You can find even higher elsewhere in the market. It's going to be Carter Hart for the Flyers and Laurent Brassois, the uh, backup goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Thank you, Andy McNeil at Digital Gamblers, where you can follow. By the way, we're saying Matt. Uh, Matt had a thing for those who are tuning in. Matt is doing the MMA awards tonight, and Kelly. Once again, you can uh, watch that by doing what? ESPN Plus. Yeah, ESPN Plus later night, uh, ten thirty Eastern time. All right. If you want to watch uh, that after this, um, times out nicely. All right. F- a few more afternoon games. Also in the four oh five Eastern window, one oh five Pacific. The Giants at the Chargers. Man, how many moving parts in this game? So the Chargers had to have a COVID issue. Mike Williams continues to test negative for COVID. Chargers remain optimistic that he plays Sunday. Uh, that from Jeremy Fowler. Then uh, Brandon Staley, head coach, saying you can expect Keenan Allen to be out, though, versus the Giants uh, with COVID concerns there. Asante Samuel Jr., by the way, he's out with a concussion as well. Then on the Giants' side, 
Uh, head coach Joe Judd saying that Mike Glennon is now on track to clear concussion protocol. I don't know how you can make statements like that about concussion protocol, but apparently you can. Right. To start Sunday versus the Chargers, remember, if Glennon can't go, it's going to be Jake Fromm <laughs> as the starter. <laughs> I was talking about this game, actually, with a former primetime action cast member, Danielle Alvari, who yes. will be joining us as the correspondent for this game on our program, The Green Zone, which you can catch every Sunday during the NFL slate right here on Visa and myself and Dave Ross. Plug, plug. And we were kind of previewing and breaking down this game. And I mentioned Jake from State Fromm might end up starting uh, this <laughs> game for the uh, New York Giants. And then she replied, that sounds hideous. Like, she sounds hideous, if you remember from the uh, State Farm commercial. Danielle always has a, has a quick-witted retort for things like that. Of course she did. Yes, and uh, look. She uh, sounds hideous. Yes, this game, and it kind of does sound a little bit hideous. It's going to be Mike Glennon going. The New York Giants offense has only averaged 10.7 points per game in the last three games. So, look, I get you want to move on from Jason Garrett, but uh, Freddie Kitchens uh, hasn't exactly had the magical potion or elixir to turn this offense around because quite frankly, you need some of that potion to help a lot of these injured players for the New York Giants. They've had injured receivers all season. We know Saquon has been in and out of lineup. He is back, but it looks like I was looking at the last check with the injuries. Uh, Sterling Shepard going to be doubtful for this game. Kenny Galladay is questionable. I believe Kadarius Toney is still out with that quad issue. I will double check that, but the Giants just don't have anybody really to throw to here. Now you're going with the backup quarterback. There's a possibility that Jake from State From is going to make his debut. Mm -hmm. That being said, do I really want to lay 10 with the Los Angeles Chargers? I do not. You do not. No. And again, the Chargers trying to keep pace here with the uh, Chiefs so that they have this uh, showdown next Thursday. That would mean a division lead if the Chargers were to win that game if they remain one behind the Chiefs here. Uh, mm -hmm. I just want to keep pace because the Chargers won the first one. Giants, uh, it's another lost season. What you were just saying there, Wes, every week we come in here seemingly with the Giants, and it's a mash unit week after yeah. week after week. And we, we always say that about Daniel Jones. We don't know if you can really properly evaluate him because he never seems to have his core right. receivers. And look, uh, from a spread perspective, a road dog has been the Giants' best role like the last four years. I think at one point after they had covered, I believe it was at Kansas City, they were like 19-4 and four over the last four years as a road underdog. But then look at what we saw at Miami. That reached seven. I think that was four in the opener, and then it was determined Mike Lennon was going to go. That went all the way to seven, and it's like, how can the Dolphins lay seven here? I know they're on a winning streak, but they've been winning with smoke and mirrors, and they absolutely get the easy cover. Now they had to hang on at the end, but 20-9 to nine final score. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Giants, and then obviously this COVID situation could be worse than we think it's going to be with the lightning bolts. We know Keenan Allen's already out. Mike Williams may not be able to go, so uh, this is an easy. We'll go to your megapod, Gil, where it's like the one game you want to oh, stay yeah. away from. Yeah. Giants Chargers be yeah, at the top I'm, of the I'm list. I'm going to proclaim this the grossest betting game of the year. Yeah, this one, because of all so, the moving because, parts. Like, yeah. What are you supposed to do with this? So, so of course, we, gave, we assigned injuries. Danielle this game yeah, for our green zone These major injuries on both <laughs> sides. You can't handicap anything here. With apologies to the young actor who got the Jakes from State Farm role, I preferred it when it was just an anonymous character. I didn't want. I didn't want to put a face on that guy. Yeah, no, such a great campaign. Dude's jacked. You ever realize that? <laughs> he is jacked. He hits the gym, man, big time. That's awesome, Danielle. So, well, she sounds hideous. <laughs> yes. Well, because you know he's a he, so she's a he. All right, 49ers at Bengals, four twenty-five Eastern, one twenty-five Pacific. 
Uh, this one has moved towards the Niners as the week has progressed. 49ers, two-point favorites on the road against the Bengals. Obviously, huge game for both teams. Both teams, well, in the Niners' case, they are, what are they, the seventh seed right now? In yes. The, uh, yeah, so they are yes. both on the inside of the playoff picture currently. Actually, Bengals are on the outside looking. Wait, Bengals are in, too. They're both inside the playoff picture of the respective conferences. Pardon me. Uh, Joe Mixon and T. Higgins. Both uh, questionable for this game against the Niners. However, the word is that Joe Mixon is a go. He's expected to play Sunday. This from Doug Kidd. He said uh, he was told that it was just a slight bug that kept Mixon out of practice this week, but he has since recovered. Meanwhile, maybe the most consequential player in this matchup, Debo Samuel, questionable for the Niners. I had uh, Bob Stoll, Dr. Bob, on a couple weeks ago on the Megapod West, and he said... He has Debo worth like a point and a half or two points, which is massive right. for a non-quarterback. Yeah, and they absolutely could have used him in the running game last week up against Seattle. And and Debo, by the way, is a receiver by position, but yeah. he's kind of like Cordero Patterson West of the Mississippi right now. And that's how Shanahan has been using him and has been using him, I think, very well. I'm on the 49ers here as a small uh, money line, minus 125, basically the market consensus you can get on this team. If you watched last week, San Francisco stubbed its toe against Seattle, which they always seem to do. The Seahawks really own these guys, but they went up and down the field with these pretty much most of the game. Jimmy G averaged 10 yards an attempt, 15 yards per completion. San Francisco had a ton of bad luck in that game. I mentioned that 73-yard fake punt touchdown run from Travis Homer, fumbled the opening second-half kickoff, had a couple roughing the passer penalties to set up a touchdown drive alive in the first half, and then there was a really random defenseless receiver penalty on this team that kept Seattle alive in this game. Cincinnati going to be down three starters, it looks like, on defense. I'm on the Niners here. All right. I like it. I'm Niners or nothing here. If Matt were here, I could hear him chirping about the Bengals because he loves the Bengals. I might tie them into a teaser, but how's your finger, Joe? I need to know that much. That's swelling up like a grapefruit at this standpoint. It's got a super pinky, that guy. Can withstand anything. A couple more games to get to, including... The Bills at the Buccaneers. We'll do that next on Beeson's Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, live from, live from the South Point, or live, either way. Skill Wes and Kelly tonight. Wes in for Matt Brown. Wes Reynolds, that is. The Swiss Army Knife, the glue that holds this operation together because the man can speak on anything and speak on anything intelligently. I can't believe I've gone almost uh, 90 minutes without asking you this because you're an Indiana guy. Um, have you at all watched, you know where I'm going with this, Kelly, the uh, in-season hard knocks on the Indianapolis Colts? I have. I'm about an episode behind, but I have watched a little bit of it. It is Awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it is It is so far superior to the Cowboys one before this season started, which was dreck. But this, I will tell you that it made me, it made me think more highly of that franchise and that team's prospects this year mm-hmm. watching it because they are a unbelievably smart group of guys who hang out together off the field. And for people who listen to that and say, ah, hanging out the field, what does that mean? You know, uh, if you go back and you uh, look at some of these great NFL teams, chemistry and cohesiveness, that kind of stuff matters in mm-hmm. the NFL. And this is one of these teams that I just absolutely I, – I got a futures ticket on them a couple weeks ago at 40-1 to 1 to win it all. They're 7-6 and six right now. They should be like 10-3. and three. They should be, man. This is If they can get into the playoffs, that is not a team mm-hmm. you want to play. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the show has been good. And look, uh, I think Jim Irsay is trying to create a culture there. I know like the outside perception of Jim Irsay is that he's like this crazy man, and he is half crazy. I mean, he's a, he's a kooky guy. He admits it. But 
He's been a very good owner for this franchise and for the city of Indianapolis. And you can tell the players like him. They respond to him. They respond to Frank Reich. And I think that they're trying to make this cohesive organization, get everybody on the same page. And you're right. This is a team that can get hot because this is a team on defense that can force turnovers. And I think that this is a team that can really run the ball. I think Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the National Football League right now. And Darius Leonard might be the best linebacker. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get forced fumbles with that punch out often. The, the, the maniac, absolutely, yes. with the uh, peanut, peanut punch. He's a maniac, maniac on the field. <laughs> Not on the floor like like uh, Jennifer Beals and Flash. Michael Cimbello, ladies and Michael gentlemen. Michael Cimbello, very good. There it is. You can't pay for, for people like Wes Reynolds to come up with something like that. That's awesome. Uh, Bills at Buccaneers. Besides the Monday night game, by the way, Colts on a bye. It's the last week of buys in the NFL. Bills at Buccaneers. This is beyond, besides the uh, Cardinals-Rams perhaps, uh, game Monday night, perhaps the best matchup on the board. Maybe it's preferred by some. Bills coming off that Monday night wind storm weather game against the Patriots, which they lost, had chances at the end to take the lead, couldn't get it done. Buccaneers coming off, well, yet another win. Ho-hum over the Falcons. 13 probably wasn't, you know, as much as it should have been because there was this weird pick six at the end of the first half for the Bucs against the Falcons. Uh, Richard Sherman activated for the Bucs off IR. I don't know how much that means because he hasn't really kind of toasted when he came back right. on the field. Um but is this this is too low, isn't it, on the Bucks? This number it's yeah. three and a half now. I went with my gut here and I took the hook with the Bills. I understand if you're laying the three or if you got even better than that on Tampa Bay to go ahead and do so because one of the things that does worry me a little bit is if the Bills coming off that loss on Monday night against the Patriots and look and and they were quite chirpy about it after the game. Uh, did not like the way it played out. Uh, you know the game plan obviously that the Patriots had, but you know what. Whether it was the right game plan or not, it was effective, and and it did win the ball game. So now the Bills kind of in that physical game with all that wind up there in Buffalo. Are they going to be beat up after that cold, windy Monday? So I can understand why people would gravitate a little bit toward the Tampa side. And then the Tampa metrics, obviously, on offense are really good. They lead the NFL in total DVOA and in pass DVOA and also second in rush DVOA. So maybe that could be a case for the over here. But the Bills, look, they were my pick to make it out of the AFC. And they've been a big disappointment because they've had a relatively soft schedule. So yeah. that's what worries you a little bit about the defensive numbers. Uh, Brian Dable, I thought that that offensive game plan, you know, we if you want to give credit to the Patriots, fine. But you also got to give some discredit, if you will. I'll make up a word to the Buffalo Bills because I thought that offensive game plan on Monday night was absolutely abysmal. We did too. No first down yep. passing hardly for Josh Allen, who has a strong arm, by the way, and can throw it through the wind. No design runs for Josh Allen, That's Sean McDermott uh, mismanaged the timeouts when he mm -hmm. challenged on that quarterback sneak for Mac Jones, where I probably thought he was short. But it's like that's impossible to overturn on that angle with that massive humanity surrounding where the ball is going to land in terms of the first down marker. So, you know, kind of a poorly coached game, I thought, by Sean McDermott. Maybe, you know, you know, Bill Belichick obviously got all the love, but I thought Sean McDermott was very poor last week. I thought week. that's kind of – people are killing McDermott for saying, like, you know, Belichick doesn't deserve all the credit stuff. I thought Sean McDermott was basically saying, I deserve I some deserve of the credit I deserve to be crapped on by all of you because yeah. I had a terrible game plan. 
playing. Yeah. I mean, it was not Sean McDermott's best night, that's for sure. Uh, Buccaneers three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bills. Just uh, sneaking in some yes. uh, NBA news here Please. real quick. We have uh, DeAndre Ayton will be out of the game tonight for the Suns. If you are looking at betting that game, no DeAndre Ayton for the Suns tonight. It is currently dropping. Right now it's yeah. four at DraftKings, pretty much market-wide. Even saw a three-and-a-half pop at another store. But Boston, last game on the road trip, and I was kind of looking at them a little bit here uh, against Phoenix. But you are starting to see what this Ayton news now Dropped to four, total down to 213. Suns and Warriors on pace to win 68 plus games. 68 points something. It's amazing. I mean, that's top 10 yeah, if that I, happens in NBA history. Yeah, and, and to Wes's point, I was kind of looking a little bit at Boston too, but that the Suns, the one thing that's gonna keep them in it all year, all year long is that depth and the quality of young players that they have. And it's I, I think it's a game I'm not gonna be getting involved with. And it's tonight. also the last game of the road trip for exactly. the Boston Celtics. Yep. They've lost back to back in the city of Angels. Last game on the road trip, and this is their third game in four nights as well. Do you have any NBA futures of any kind or, or award uh props or anything? Not very many. I've basically been going game to game with NBA, doing a lot of second halves, and have been doing, I think, very well because you get these high-scoring first halves, then it kind of slows down in the second half, and that's the way I've basically been approaching it this year because I think it is a little bit hard pre-flop. This is not a card, like if you have 10 games on a card for the NBA, you can't be betting seven or eight of them. I mean, you've got to really, I think, pick and choose and be very selective. You have anything? What is your Atlanta bet here? How are your Atlanta bets going? Uh, just a couple of player props on uh, um, Capella. Cl- yeah, Clint Capella that are. Uh, let's see, he's got four rebounds and six points, so he's got to step oh, up. He had a bit. really good game against there Brooklyn earlier this year. I think he had yeah. thirteen points and sixteen rebounds. Looking for that tonight. That would be perfect tonight, Wes. Sunday night football, not exactly sexy. Bears at the Packers. Bears are about as healthy as they've been. Per Ian Rappaport, uh, David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, both with no injury status whatsoever. They will both play. And uh, for that, Justin Fields, by the way, starting for the Bears. They're still 12 and a half point dogs at Green Bay mm-hmm. Sunday night. Yeah, well, uh, look, uh, uh, number 12 seems to own the Chicago Bears. At least that's the word on the street uh, from uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Packers coming off the bye week. It looks like the Bears are going to start fields. I don't think there's really much of a difference in the market. As the Bears stand right now, look, I think fields obviously, we know what Andy Dalton's going to give you. Fields has more of an upside. But, look, you're still behind that same offensive line. So, uh, look, you may have two rusty quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers off a bye week, obviously. Obviously, Justin Fields has not been in the lineup for several weeks. Uh, Packers, this is one of those teams that they just win and they somehow get it done. But when you go inside their numbers, they really don't seem to be that good to me. I think that they are a gettable team. 14th in yards per play, 11th in percentage of scoring drives. They're just 12th in points per drive. It is going to be a windy Sunday night there in Chicago. So I don't think you're going to get much from the Chicago Bears really from this standpoint. It's like... Will Fields not turn it over like Dalton did? Because if you remember what Arizona did last Sunday in Chicago, didn't have to do anything because the Bears kept giving the ball over to them in their own territory, and Arizona really didn't have to show very much. So I did not bet this game in terms of a side or total. Kind of lean maybe first half under just because I think that you might get rust from both of these teams. I think what we're seeing out there, 22, 21 and a half, currently 21 and a half at DraftKings. Bakhtiari and Cobb also out for the Packers. The Packers are the ones that we do our power rankings, as I'm sure you do. We do it every week here on primetime. And... 
you know, the Packers are a top three team. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us, if I may speak on behalf of all of us, I think when we, there's a little thing in our brain that when we put them there, we just sort of say to ourselves, this is the most tenuous of the three. Yes, yes. Because there's not as much to it, although the defense is underrated, mm-hmm. I will say that. But it, it, it isn't as complete as say the Buccaneers or the Cardinals. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I, I don't want to say a team's overrated when they're nine nine and three, nine two and one against the number, but they are. I think a little bit overvalued. But then you keep trying to say, okay, where can I step in front of this team? Right, right. This is not the week probably no. to do so. And I'm not sure there's a week. Like if you look at their schedule the rest of the year, it's like I don't know who's mm-hmm. beating them. Um, and Aaron Rodgers in a playoff, at you know, it looks like they'll get at least a home game if they don't stumble, if not more. Obviously, uh, the number one seed, what everybody uh, covets in both the AFC and the NFC, such an advantage to have the number one seed because you are the only team that gets a bye. Um, So that's the beauty of not having to play one game that everybody else does. Uh, We will come back and we will segue to UFC 269. Looking forward to this discussion. Obviously, Poirier Oliveira, the marquee matchup in this one. Nick Kalikas from Circa and from UFC Fight Pass. He'll join us next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Shine Town Prediction Challenge presented by Miller Lite is turning Chicago Sundays into paydays this football season. Play for free in this three-part prediction pool series for your shot at up to $9,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite Chi-Town to get in on the action. It's Miller time. 20 plus one only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, our buddy Jordan Sherwood has some... Uh, Non-main event picks here, Wes. Uh, he's got the silver right under one and a half rounds, mm-hmm. minus 160. Uh, Kaikara France, plus 120 over Cody Ga- uh, Garbrandt. Uh, tied to Ivasa, minus 115 over Augusto Sakai. And then Andrew Munoz, minus 145 over Eric Anders. And Anders, by the way, the former Alabama Crimson Tide football player, Yes. Uh, Muniz earlier this year actually submitted Jacare Souza, who's one of the better Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys in that weight class, and Muniz submitted him, so uh, getting a little bit of support against the former Tide football player. All right, we'll leave the main event for later. Let's bring in uh, Nick Kalikas, UFC Fight Pass host, Circa MMA Odds Maker. You can follow him on Twitter, at Fight Odds. Kind enough to join us to talk some UFC 269. And Nick, I know you're uh, you're not allowed to sort of go all in on a, picks here, on a pick here, but of the ones that I just mentioned, I, I hope you were able to catch some of those. Um, what is the one that interests you the most? Mooney's actually the one you guys just touched on against Anders, Eric Anders. That fight is a popular fight at the betting window right now. We've gotten all sorts of sharp action on Mooney's in the last 24 hours. Some large bets are coming in at Circa, and the line has moved accordingly. Right now, we're at minus 180. We're highest market price you could find out there. The comeback is plus 155 on the dog. And, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, well, and and I mentioned in the lead-in to that, uh, J- uh, Ronaldo Jacare Souza, a little bit older right now, but very slick on the ground, great jiu-jitsu, uh, Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu black belt, had never been submitted until Muniz submitted him earlier this year. 
Yeah, that's correct. I think there's a lot of hype because of that on the line right now. It's an impacting line for sure, thinking, wait, look, look if he could submit Jacare, he could submit anybody. And, of course, if this fight hits the floor, Anders is in some big trouble. But Anders is the type of fighter that's going to look to sprawl, brawl, keep this fight upright. And if he's able to do that, I think that's where it's going to become a difficult fight for Mooney's in this spot. So he needs to get the fight to the floor to win this fight. I think that's what people are banking on. And if he does so, he probably wins the you know, cashes in a lot of tickets for these guys out there. That fight among the early prelims, UFC 269, of, of the preliminary group, uh, Josh Emmett minus 155 over Daniel Ige, uh, plus 135. Ige, a guy most folks who are casual UFC fans may remember having bets on Ige, looked like for all intents and purposes he was a loser. All of a sudden the cards come out, hey, you have a win on Dan Ige. Uh, which is the one of this group of four that has seen the most betting action or the most interesting betting action, Nick? Um, probably the Munoz and uh, Cruz fight actually here in this spot. A lot of sharp action coming on uh, on Pedro Munoz, not to be confused with Muniz in the fight before that. I know it gets a little confusing here. And then there's also Nunez. So uh, depending on the pronunciations on this card, there's a lot of confusion going on with those. But yeah, Pedro Munoz over the former champion Dominic Cruz. Um, a lot of sharp action backing the Munoz side. A lot of public action is backing the Dominic Cruz side. But like you guys touched on, man, I tell you what, the Emmett fight, uh, Emmett Ige is an outstanding fight. Of course, Emmett coming back from that injury but he before that layoff man he was looking like a great future contender so I think there's a lot of eyeballs on that fight as well yeah and I'll go back to that Munoz Cruz fight no surprise that it's kind of pros versus Joes here where the Joes might be on Cruz by the way Dominic Cruz making his way as a UFC broadcaster you often you see him on the fight nights and some of the pay-per-views as one of the color analysts but he's stepping in the gates I'm not used to seeing this guy on like a prelim guard he's usually on the main pay-per-view card but uh, nevertheless uh, looks like a coin flip fight from this standpoint but Nick going to the pay-per-view portion of the broadcast before we get to the main events here this is one that I think is kind of interesting and Kai Kara France who's getting a little bit of support at least early on he's going against Cody Garbrandt we know Garbrandt was the former champion and at 135, he is now dropping to 125. And I looked at his age because usually when an older fighter drops in weight class, I usually don't like that. But he is only 30 years old, even though it seems like he's been in the UFC for about 10 years. Uh, what do you make of the movement on Kara France versus Garbrandt making his 125 debut? Well, this line actually opened lower than a lot of people think, right, market-wide. And it got bet up, and Garbrandt got bet up to, like, minus 180-ish or so. Now the, the price has come back down because there's been a lot of sharp action coming in on Cara France. Now, again, what you just touched on, Garbrandt moving down to weight class, I think that's a big – kind of head scratcher for a lot of people, right? Because he was not a small bantamweight either. So now he's going to be a pretty big, obviously, flyweight. Looks like he made weight okay, and that, that's not going to be an issue. But how he performs is a question mark as well. And Cara France is one of those fighters that's kind of flying under the radar. He's an outstanding striker, well-rounded mixed martial artist. So this fight is going to be a great fight. It's going to be very competitive. So the Sharps coming in and pouncing on France, seeing the value there, that's the way it's been going so far. But again, another one of those spots where I think we will see public action backing the Garbrandt side. And of course, once a price hits a certain point, I think we'll see some sharps coming back in and maybe buying out of that initial plus 50, plus 55s out there that they took. So this is another one that's going to be outstanding at the betting window, and it should be in the cage as well. Talking to Nick Kalikas, UFC Fight Pass host, also Circa's MMA odds maker at Fight Odds again on Twitter. Uh, co-main Amanda Nunez, minus 1,000 versus Pena here. And listen, uh, sports bettors, 
will characterize Nunez as one of the biggest lock in all of sports. I'm curious from a betting standpoint, just from a handle standpoint, when someone is minus 1,000, though, it's almost like, you know, money line parlay proof even at that at that number. Do you still get action straight here at all? Is it just a parlay leg for most? How does it work? Yeah, you're not going to see as much straight action on Nunez with a price that high. You're right. We do see straight action coming in the dog all the time. When a price, when you have Nunez fighting or Shevchenko even fighting at flyweight, they're such dominant champions that we have to overprice the line at times, right? And then we get a trickle of sharp action early on, maybe taking the chalk and causing the line to move up even more. But then it's all steady dog action as far as straights go and not much straight action on the favor. But they are looking to bet the props because the props, obviously, there's some value across the board, as you're seeing right there. Nunez by KO is going to be a popular spot maybe by submission as well. So that's the way people are betting this fight. It's either throwing Nunes in a parlay, if you like the Nunes side, or looking to better in the prop selections. But the straights are definitely going to keep coming in on Pena. So when it's all said and done, believe it or not, we're going to need Nunes to win this fight. Yeah, and I was going to ask, Nick, if there's been uh, any trepidation here with Nunes. By the way, has not lost a fight in seven years and has both the featherweight and the bantamweight championships here in the UFC. But one of the things when you get to these big favorites, and we've seen it in the women's division before, remember uh, Ronda Rousey and Howley Holm when Ronda Rousey was the big favorite. And all of a sudden, uh, do you worry? I mean, are betters worried that like a fighter kind of gets a little bit old overnight and is so dominant for so long? And then when it's kind of out of sight, out of mind, then you, when you least expect it, a dog wins. Or is anybody really giving Pena a chance? Because I think like she deserves the title shot. But I just haven't seen anything to say that she's going to give Amanda Nunez any problems. I 100% agree with you. And, and you know what? You do have to take that in consideration because once they're so dominant, once they're just winning so often, and hey, let's let's face it, they're getting paid well too, right? If you're wearing that UFC title, and especially if you hold on to it for a long time, I mean, her bank account's looking very nice. So once you get comfortable, she started obviously a family. She has a kid now. Uh, you know, there is some hesitation for me a little bit because once you get in that comfortable spot, where's the hunger at? Where on the Pena side, of course, you're going to see that. She wants that spot. She wants to take that, you know, get that cash in her bank account as well. It, kind of you know take the throne for sure so you have the hungry dog versus a contender or I should say a title holder that's been so dominant and a girl like Nunes. So that's always a head scratcher to see where she's going to fall off. Cause let's face it, everybody does. So eventually there's going to come a time where Nunes does get beat and we're all going to be scratching our heads. But I don't know if this is the case this weekend though. Again, like you said, Pena, a very capable fighter, but she's going to have to get this fight to the ground in my opinion to get this done. And Nunes is not a fish out of water on the ground either. All right. The main event, Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier, Poirier, considered to be the guy now minus 140 though a very bettable price and just anecdotally hearing experts on both sides you have your Poirier camp for sure and then there are those who think this is perhaps the moment where he could get beat by Oliveira what in terms of if you were betting this on the dog side are you waiting here uh for for the money to come in on Poirier or is it the opposite in your opinion this one, usually we can kind of see where the fight's going to go. Like, I would expect more action to come in on Poirier because, again, he is going to be the public side of things. He's going to be the trendy side. He's basically a household name right now because of his two wins over Conor McGregor as of late, and they were impressive wins, no doubt. So I think everybody recognizes Poirier. There's not as many people that recognize a champ in Oliveira. You know, that's not a knock to him, but, again, the popularity difference is huge. But the Sharps are the ones that are backing Oliveira right now, and it's keeping the price at bay. So I think if we see a flood of public action mixed in with some Sharps, of course, that line's going 
going to climb a little bit. But right now, there's enough resistance on the underdog here in Oliveira that the price is kind of staying steady where it's at. And Oliveira finally fighting at his rightful weight class. I remember when he used to miss weight all the time trying to fight at 145, and now he's at 155. He is the belt holder, albeit the underdog. But Du Bronx has not lost a fight in four years. And meanwhile, Dustin Poirier only lost one in six years. But I wonder, Nick, and I got about 30 seconds, how do you think Diamond is going to handle it now being the headliner without having Conor McGregor, where he's kind of the second guy in that fight? Right. No, now he is the star for sure. He's the A-side. There's no doubt about it. I, I think he's mature enough. I, I don't think anything at this point. I think those McGregor fights were tough enough, not only in the cage, but all the drama that comes with it pre-fight that I think that actually matured him in, in a lot of ways. So there's not anything he's not going to be able to be prepared for, in my opinion. So I don't think the nerves or I don't think that pressure is going to kind of come into play here. I just think he has a tough fight on his hands, period, with Oliveira. Nick, appreciate the time. Thank you so much, sir. No problem. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. Nick Kalikas, everybody, on Primetime Action tonight. We'll come back. We'll get Wes's thoughts on the main event and beyond what he's betting on this and the Monday night game. We haven't forgotten about it between the Rams and the Cardinals. It is VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN holiday offer is here still right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hat shirts, mugs, and other great gear. It is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift for that special sports betting someone in your life. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander, Wes Reynolds, and for Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. So, um, Wes, I want to get your thoughts on this UFC 269 mm-hmm. card and, and how you're betting the main event. Jordan Sherwood, Jordan Sherwood, on the uh, on the main event. Charles Oliveira via submission plus 260 is where he's going with that. Um, and not only is he going that, what does he got here? Poirier Oliveira under two and a half at minus 175. So he's all in. On Oliveira and this ending relatively quickly. Yeah, I'm still deciding what I want to do here, but that's why I asked that question, Nick Kalikas, in terms of Dustin Poirier, even though he's not the champion, he is obviously the favorite in this Mm -hmm. fight. A very small one, albeit over Dubonk's Oliveira. But, you know, I wonder how Poirier is going to handle being like he is the main event. He is the main draw, I think, on this card. Because if you look, the last two fights when he headlined on a pay-per-view, one in Abu Dhabi in January and then the this summer here in Las Vegas, he was against Conor McGregor. And we know Conor McGregor more of the draw. And I believe I was listening to some podcasts. I believe that's the second and third highest pay-per-view gross for the UFC because now they're on this ESPN Plus platform where they can get more buys and subscribers buys that kind of inflate your numbers a little bit. Now that he's beaten Conor twice, how is he going to handle being the man and being the ultimate headliner on the pay-per-view? And meanwhile, Dubronx is like, I'm the champion here, and I'm the underdog. So I kind of understand where Jordan Sherwood is going with that one. And then uh, one fight on the main card that we did talk about uh, was the uh, Cody Garbrandt and Kai Kara France. I absolutely agree with Jordan Sherwood and a lot of the, the sharp move on Kai Kara France here. Even though this is a step up in class, when a guy drops in weight, And he's an older fighter with a little bit of wear and tear. And I know Cordy Garbrandt's only 30 years old. It's not like he's 45 still in the cage. But this is a guy that's had 16 fights. This is a guy that's been in some battles here in the cage. He's been in title fights. Former Bantamweight champion. uh, Had those two losses to TJ Dillashaw. Which were, I mean, fights that kind of scar you a little bit psychologically. Came back and got knocked out by Pedro Munoz. Who's also on the uh, prelims of Dominic Cruz. Knocked out Rafael Sensau. And then uh, lost a unanimous decision back in May to Rob Fawn, who, by the way, was the headliner on the fight night over at the UFC Apex last week and got beat by Jose Aldo, even though Font was the favorite in that fight. So I agree with the move on Cara France, even though this is a step up in competition. But I think that this is like booked to be a fight where it's like we got a guy that's been putting together some wins and now we need him to beat a name to get him taken seriously as a contender. So that's why I think this fight is being booked. Five foot four, 125 pounds. I remember when I was 125 pounds in about the fourth grade. 5'4", <laughs> 125, and he could take you out, Kelly. Oh, like, in a, like that. Don't talk smack to that guy. He would take you out. No, oh, no, that's, this is, that's, like, that's like public drinking rule number one. MMA fighters are out there. They mm-hmm. exist. They you exist. don't know where they are. And, 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 and there's a guy that would probably <laughs> confront him in the bar, like, yes. thinking he's just going to run through this dude. And the dude's <laughs> probably like, you know, some guys have that testosterone, but probably a lot of the fighters are like, 
I don't really want to get in anything, man, you know, but this wouldn't be a good idea, buddy. And he's trying to be nice about it to avoid confrontation as much as possible. And then some dude's just going to keep on and just get his head taken and off. Bam! You know what, uh, Du Bronx, you know how I got that nickname? Are you familiar with that? No. Du Bronx, which means from the Bronx. Yes. In uh, Portuguese. So it, the, the Bronx is, is it's named after the Bronx in New York City, but the favelas in Brazil are sort of the slang term for them is the Bronx. So mm-hmm. That's how we got that. Mm-hmm. There you go. Little nickname origins for you. Very interesting. Thank you so much. Very interesting. That's why I'm here. Um, that's your primetime action fact. Gil, don't let anybody ever tell you that you aren't worldly. We got a good one from Ryan Hyatt. We're, we're going to talk about <laughs> I'm out of later. breath after that one. What What'd you say, Ryan? We got a good oh. Ryan Hyatt question tonight we're talking about later in the show. Oh, later? Yeah. Right. Ryan Hyatt always providing content with questions. Should we do this Monday night? So any other any other bets for you though that you like? Over you know, I'll else? probably go into it tomorrow. It's okay. it's one of these things like this is a really big UFC card and it really should end the year, yeah. despite the fact that they have a fight night next week. It's like I like UFC, but I feel like they do too many shows. It's like okay, let's concentrate on the biggie. So I haven't had a chance to like go really knee deep and through the prelims. I'll probably have a couple plays and uh, follow some people, maybe like Jordan Sherwood mm-hmm. for tomorrow's card. Any interest in attending here tomorrow? Uh, I will not be. I actually might be with my partner, Dave Ross, uh, down uh, uh, down at uh, Circa in Las Vegas. Uh, they do have a setup where they have a warehouse where you can watch the pay-per-view. It's oh, an open nice. bar. So uh, sure. may end up doing that. But, uh, yeah, this should be a hot ticket tomorrow, though, at T-Mobile. All right. Monday Night Football. We did not uh, forget about the Monday Night Football game. Good weekend of football in terms of uh, just matchups that look great on paper. Cowboys, Washington, obviously the Buccaneers and the Bills. None better than this. Rams at the Cardinals Monday night. The 10-2 and Cardinals, best record in the NFL against the 8-4 and Rams, who are two games out, obviously, in the NFC West and still can get there, still have designs on the division. But the Cardinals housed them the first, two, the first time they played this year at L.A., which was one of the more startling results at the time in the National Football League season. It has aged well, let's put it that way. Um, I'm on the Cardinals here, man. I, I am not a Rams believer. Where do you stand on them? Yeah, I think we're oppo here. And look, this is the put up or shut up game for the Rams. I mean, this is going to determine whether you're a contender or a pretender. This was a team that I did bet at 14 to one before the season uh, or late in the summer to win the Super Bowl. I have and, an NFC uh, future on them as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, I understand they always they seem to leave you wanting more. And we know kind of what the Rams have done. They beat up the little sisters of the poor like they did against Jack. Jacksonville last week, but they've kind of come up lame ever since that 3-0 start when they beat the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. Every time in primetime, they've come up lame. That Sunday night game against Tennessee, that game against the 49ers, uh, the not primetime, but it was the late window game that like 90% of the country gets that usually Joe Buck and Troy Aikman or Jim Nance and Tony Romo call that late 425 game Eastern time against Green Bay. They didn't get it done there. So look, the Rams, uh, this is kind of the game where they got to, I think, show you something a little bit. And last week they got right against lowly Jacksonville. Even though it was the Jaguars, one thing I will say, they did get their first 100-yard rusher of the season. Sony Michelle got most of the carries yeah. because Henderson is going to be out with an injury and had 121 yards. And maybe they found something in the running game because if you look at the Arizona weakness on defense – 
They are second worst in the league at 4.7 yards per carry. The only team worse was the Steelers. We saw how well they defended the run last night against Minnesota and Dalvin Cook. <laughs> so, uh, look, that's where I think you can kind of get Arizona a little bit. If you look at what Arizona did against Chicago last week, they only gained 257 yards because they took advantage of four Andy Dalton interceptions, scored 24 points on scoring drives of 28 15, 21, and 12 yards. So, look, a win is a win, and you don't ever apologize for wins in this league. But I don't think Arizona really had to show very much last week, so I don't think you should take too much into that performance. Sean McVay, by the way, 10-5 and five straight up and ATS on the road in division games. Cliff Kingsbury, just 4-8 and eight as a home favorite against the number during his tenure in Arizona. You know, trends, I think, don't use those as crutches. Trends should not necessarily be friends. They should be acquaintances, Gil. And that's what I always look at with trends. But I think that there is, you know, some logic, at least, to these trends. So I took the Rams at three for what I gave out tonight. There's no three available, so it'd be three uh, plus three minus $1.20. I understand why people are going with the Cardinals. But I'm going to give the Rams one last shot here, currently sit in that first wild card spot. Yeah, Rams, If I mean, if the Rams lose this. Yeah, they're out of the division. I mean, they, they're not going to be able to be, be swept by Arizona, and they'd be three games back. Yeah, it will have been, if they do lose this, four of five losses. Four games out of the last five will have been losses, and that is not a, uh, a stretch that most teams can endure and overcome in mm-hmm. any NFL season. Really long-term, before we go to the break here, long-term on the, on the Cardinals, I mean long-term meaning into the postseason, is there just a little something in your brain, in the back of your brain, that's still not a believer in them? A little bit. And look, I'm a believer in Kyler Murray. I think he is absolutely developing. Uh, and people kind of held that hide against him. That he's 5'10". He's as dynamic of a runner as Lamar Jackson. No doubt. And he's not getting credit for that. And I think he's a more accurate passer, not only in the pocket. And he'll show patience and stay in the pocket a little bit, too. So I do like this team. I still feel, you know... Can they really get over the hump deep in the postseason? You know, when you get to that second weekend or potentially an NFC championship game, can they get over the hump? And there's just something holding me back on this team. And I think it's because of the defensive side of the football against that running game. Should be a great one Monday night, at least on paper. Again, three really good games on paper this weekend, all with implications. And there's other games that are not in that top three, like San Francisco and Cincinnati, which has implications on both sides of the football. This is that time of year. A lot of loser-leave-town matches to give a uh, pro-wrestling vernacular term for you. There you go. Including last night's, right? Like Pittsburgh Steelers. It ain't happening. 6-6-1 six, six, and one with that loss last night in that roller coaster game. Coming back, college football with Pete Futak and more. Wes's Picks, Beeson's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.